there. Welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. Today, we're doing something different. Brock and I are going to go live on Instagram. And what we've decided to do is take your questions and answer them rapid fire about everything and anything related to Instagram. While a lot of these questions do pertain to growing your Instagram account, some of them are just like about features and how things work and what's the right number of times you should post per day. So many questions. This episode is loaded with all things Instagram. All right, let's do it. We're going to be answering your questions that you submitted to us earlier today, and you submitted some really, really great ones. Oh, hi, Brock. Hello, Mother. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Awesome. I got really good questions. Did you get good questions? I have a ton. I have them all up on my computer behind me. First question is, I'm going to give this to you. Should I have a separate Instagram account for my reselling business, or would it be better that I use my personal Instagram account? I think for reselling, it's best to just put it on your own personal account on your Instagram stories. That way you already have the followers. You already have the people who are going to be seeing the things you're reselling and it's on your story. So it's going to be up for a short period of time and then it disappears. If this is something that you're going to turn into like a long-term business and you want to brand it and you want it to be a company, sure, you can start a separate account. But in my personal opinion, it best belongs, it best fits on your own account, your personal account, and just on your Instagram stories. That's a great one. Okay, so this person asks, and it is Oil Sand Prayer. She asks, when you are in the hustle stage of building your business, what is the right number of posts per day? So I'll weigh in, and then Brock, if you want to share. My answer is it depends. You have to look at what it does to your following. Now, big accounts, every single time they post, hear me clearly, every single time you post, you're going to lose followers, and you're going to gain followers. The key is trying to get the new followers above the number that you're going to lose. And the reason why you're going to lose followers and don't take it personal is number one, bots. Number two, whenever we see content, every single time we see a piece of content, we have to decide, do I like this? Do I engage? Do I continue to follow? Because most of us are trying to cut back on the number of distractions we have. So when we see content from someone, even if we like the person, even if it's, there's nothing offensive that we didn't necessarily enjoy about the content, but we ask ourselves, does it provide value? If it's going to take you know, a couple seconds out of my life, did it provide value? So because of that, the only time you're going to get new followers is when you're posting and using hashtag. But ideally, when you post more than once, if you're using hashtags, that should increase the number of followers you have, but it might actually just trigger more people to unfollow. So it's different for every person. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I would also add that as a general best practice, it's at least once a day. You have to be showing up. You can't go you know, twice a week and hope that your account will grow. From most of what I'm seeing, for most people, it's if you're really in that focus growth stage and you are producing quality content that's doing well for you, it's probably actually more like twice a day. And if you're using things like Reels or Lives and IGTV and like all of your content is very different, then it might even be more. But you know, like you said, every account is a little bit different. So know your account and know your followers, but it's as a minimum once a day. The Finer Things California asks, why can't I get music on one of my accounts when I have it on my personal account? And here's the answer. We've got some great friends at Instagram who we were able to ask this question to them personally. All features on Instagram roll out in segments and they do that to avoid having bugs. They do that because they're testing features. They're doing that to work out the kinks. Number one. Number two is based on the country that your account appears in, that country 
may not have the same copyright and music infringement standards in place as we do here in the United States. So for example, we use a team of virtual assistants on many of our Instagram accounts. So Brock and I, with the marketing that we do, we manage about 10 to 15 different Instagram accounts. And we use virtual assistants to help us do that. Those virtual assistants who are in other countries other than the United States, those accounts do not have the music option. So a workaround for that is that you could use a VPN where it hides your IP address so that the app can't determine where you're located. I don't know for sure if that'll work. That's something we're testing right now to see if, okay, if we use a VPN, will it help? If Do they have to turn off their location services? Clearly. Uh, but if you identify your account as being in a country where the copyright and music infringement laws are different, you may not get music. Okay, next question. This one comes from Jackie Peterson Fitness. She says, why are my engagement and my views down so drastically in the past few weeks? Brock, I'm so sorry, but I have to answer this one for her. Go ahead. Okay. So Jackie, I'm going to invite you to be a part of the five-day Instagram bootcamp that Brock and I are doing. And the reason why I'm telling you that is because, girl, you need it because you have great content. I looked at it, but no one's going to see it because you're making a few pretty minor but quickly adjusted mistakes. So number one, you're having a monologue. You're not asking questions in your posts. You're writing great posts, but it's just, it's like a statement. People can't tell from reading your posts that you want to engage. There's no questions. That's number one. Number two, Jackie, you're not using any of the right hashtags. Jackie, number three is when I look at your Instagram bio, I don't know what it is you do. Jackie, number four is once I land on a great piece of, like you've got really captivating pictures, et cetera, but the copy underneath is inconsistent. So I think you really need to speak specifically to your niche. Do all of those things. It's not the algorithm. See, we always think that like the algorithm is this like mean trick or tool that's like working against us. And really all the algorithm is doing is it's telling us what people do and don't like. I mean, I've had plenty of weeks where I'm like, the algorithm hates me this week. I'm like, no, actually, just my content isn't working with people. Anything you want to add to that, Brock? No, I mean, I think that you already looked at her account for her, so you, you have a lot more insight, but I would absolutely agree that it's the algorithm's job not to penalize you or to work against you, but just to show Instagram and show the people what they want. And so if you aren't following everything that we're going to recommend and using the right hashtags and optimizing your profile then you're really hurting yourself. And then the algorithm is just a reflection of that. Okay, Brock, I'll let you answer this next one. This person asks, I know a lot of people in my industry are getting ahead and becoming influencers because they are buying fake followers or using Instagram services. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, that's vanity metrics. So if you're buying fake followers, here's how that works. You buy fake followers for a couple weeks or a couple months. And hopefully along with that, you're probably also buying fake likes and fake comments, which is very noticeable. We can easily tell when someone is buying those fake followers because we suddenly see thousands of followers overnight. We see a ton of spammy, inorganic comments that just don't really relate or make sense. So it's very obvious. And then eventually that new influencer, quote unquote, stops buying their followers. They stop paying for engagement and they see a huge drop off. They see it just drop off a cliff. They see no engagement because not only now have they lost the fake engagement and the fake followers, but the algorithm looks at that as spammy behavior and it looks at that as 
like now they've just lost followers. Like just purely they've lost followers and they've lost engagement. So from the algorithm's perspective, yeah. it's like, oh gosh, this person must be posting really bad content or something. And so it kills them for the future. So if you see someone in your industry who you care about buying followers and buying likes, please tell them that they need to stop doing that. If you don't like that person and they're buying the followers, they're buying the fake likes, let them keep going because a couple months from now or a couple weeks from now, their Instagram account is going to be crushed because they did this super tacky, super inauthentic form of growth. I do want to just add, though, that I talked to one of my friends who would never buy fake followers knowingly. And this is just like a month ago. And she's like, I don't know what's going on. I wish I'd never done this, but I signed up for a service that guarantees that these are real targeted, light, you know, true customers who've been vetted. Shalene, I paid a fortune for it. They're hearing that. Like, it is not a scam, but apparently it was a scam. So I do want to say this. You might be buying real followers because when I was hacked, my account, which was, I think it was like at, maybe it was like at 250000 at the time, my account was immediately sold to someone else. So then that meant that whoever that account was sold to, which it was sold like three times by the time I got it back, but each time they sold it, they were selling real followers. They were selling like you to people who weren't selling things that you were interested in. Like I lost a ton of followers in the process, but you know, that company, even though they were selling stolen, a stolen account, you know, they were really actually what they were advertising, which was real followers is true. They were just stolen followers. Yeah. Unless you're paying for like an actual marketing company who's going to market for you. If they're just promising that they're going to give you X number of followers and it's some kind of growth service that's like, hey, we guarantee 6,000 followers in 24 hours. It's always a scam. It's always a scam. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about the vanity metrics. As you know, Brock mentioned just a moment ago, the vanity metrics, I know I'm the same way. We are all, every one of us, conditioned to look at the likes. But likes don't pay bills. Likes do not necessarily equate to real-life customers. I'm telling you, the people who I love and engage with, my entrepreneurs, they probably don't have time to double-tap my stuff. They might look at it, but they ain't got time to double-tap it. You know what I'm saying? I don't care whether they liked it or not. I just need to make sure that I've really attracted the person who it is I'm trying to serve. So if I was really after vanity metrics and likes, like right now, I would not be teaching Instagram. I would be doing a live workout because I know that would get me more people on here. It would get me more likes. It would get me vanity metrics, but I'm really trying to help people grow a business and understand how to save time on Instagram. So do not worry about the vanity metrics. What's far more important is that you're going deep with your niche. Next question, Brock, I'll let you hit this one up. There are a lot of people who have become, quote, business experts. How do I stand out? Yeah, I think that there's a few ways to stand out. First of all, there's a lot of people who have become business experts. There's a lot of people who have become fitness coaches. There's a lot of people who do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So one way to make yourself stand out is to target and know yourself specifically, define who is it who you are specifically helping? Mm -hmm. Are you helping moms who have just become empty nesters start their first business from home? Are you helping someone who has worked a nine to five their entire life transition after getting laid off from the pandemic? Mm -hmm. Like what is your specific niche as a business coach? If you're a fitness coach, you're not just a fitness coach for anyone. And of course we want to help everyone and that's a great and noble pursuit. But at the end of the day, if you try to help everyone, you'll help no one effectively. So right. pick your niche. Hone in on exactly 
who your niche is. If you're in the fitness industry and you're a fitness coach, you don't help everyone get healthy. You help a specific group of people. What's their demographic? What's their age? What's their gender? Where do they live? What are they into? What are their habits? Know everything. We're so afraid to niche down, but the more you niche down, the easier it is for you to stand out. In fact, the only way you're going to stand out is if you truly do niche down. And you have to have faith. Literally, you have to have faith in God that you are doing so so that you can help that person who you are perfectly shaped to help. Because if by worrying about, well, but if I say just women or if I say moms, you know, some of my stuff could apply to people who aren't moms. No, speak specifically to that audience because in doing so, you stand out. All right, rapid fire, Brock. How many hashtags can people use? People have heard that there's been some changes. You can use 30, but we recommend using 28. On stories, you can use 10. It doesn't really matter if you're using 10 or less than 10 on your stories. Stories is still not a very effective way to use hashtags. Here's my personal opinion on using hashtags on stories. I've done it. I do it from time to time. What I found works much better is if I'm using a location and I'm in a very busy location, like I'm at a concert or I'm at a busy restaurant, but the time that it takes for me to add hashtags every story, forget about it. Takes way too long. Yeah. All right. Next question. I'm trying to build my business here on Instagram. Do I need to be public in order to do so? Here's my favorite analogy for this question. Having a private business account on Instagram is like being a street performer on a cul-de-sac. <laughs> no one is ever going to find your business. You're never going to make any money. No one can discover you if you're private. It's impossible. I'm going to steal that line. That was pretty good. Good, right? Is it still relevant to try to grow a brand on Instagram or should I look at other platforms? I'm going to ask the question back to Jennifer Klotz. What other platform might you be looking at? So I'm not going to tell you no, but I just think with 8 billion users, why would you go anywhere else unless like you're, you're getting some traction on TikTok or you've got to divide and conquer? Like maybe you have a limited amount of time and you're really getting some traction on YouTube or on podcasting, then sure, go all in on those. But it sure seems like this is the dominant platform. Yeah, I would agree. I think also like it's important to know what your specialty is. Maybe you're really great on spoken audio, but you suck at taking pictures. Or maybe you love video editing and you'd be great for YouTube, but you suck at, you know, like kind of the trendier stuff that you see on TikTok. So know yourself definitely because you can grow on pretty much any of these popular platforms. But heck yes, you can still grow on Instagram. Heck yes. Next question. What is more important when it comes to reaching new followers? Posting to stories or posting to my feed? Posting to your feed. If you're posting to your stories, you're not going to reach new people. Like stories hardly reach anyone who isn't following you. If you look at the analytics behind stories, 98 to 99% of the people who are watching your stories already follow you. If you look at the analytics on your actual feed posts, it can vary from anywhere from like 20 to 30% to up to 80% of the people who are seeing your feed posts aren't following you yet. So if you want to reach new people, use feed posts, not just stories. But hear us clearly, we are big advocates of you using stories throughout the day. 
once someone becomes a follower, now the work begins. Now is when we begin to build the relation of no build, like, trust, buy, right? And if you're just looking at my feed stuff, you don't know who I am. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying, but you really don't. Unless you're like in the car with me and my husband and you see that he just really deserves a gold medal for having to be married to me. And then when you see how funny I really am, and then when you see how much of a better dancer I am than Brock. Like then you really know me and you like me and you trust me, but you're not going to get that in my feed. So it's in our stories that we go deep. It's we attract with our feed. We go deep in the stories. Yep. I'm glad you don't have a rebuttal, Brock. Okay. Next (laughs) hashtags. What is the actual scoop? How do I know what size based on my account, what size hashtag grouping I should look at? So, The mistake that a lot of people make with hashtags is they go too big and too broad with their hashtags. They use basically the industry hashtags. So let's stick with, you know, the fashion Mm. industry. They'll use like hashtag fashion, hashtag outfit, hashtag outfit of the day, hashtag fall fashion. These are way too broad. These are industry hashtags. It's millions and millions of people using these hashtags. There's, you know, thousands of posts per second using these really big hashtags. And so it's impossible to get discovered. And really, that's what hashtags are for. Hashtags are much more for getting discovered than they are for getting engagement. Engagement relies on your post and what's in it and your caption, your copy. Hashtags are how people find you. So I saw someone asking earlier, like, I don't get a lot of engagement from my hashtags. Really, hashtags aren't meant for engagement. Hashtags are meant for reach. They're meant to help new people or allow new people to discover you. So what hashtags should you be using? You should be using the niche hashtags, the hashtags that are specific, not to your industry, but to your specific area of focus. And also not just the area of focus that you usually post in or that you think your account relates to, but the area of focus that that specific post is talking about. Hashtags need to apply directly to that post. If you're using hashtags, that relate to a fashion niche and they're the best niche hashtags, but your post happens to be about your dogs today, then those hashtags aren't going to work. So your hashtags need to specifically apply to your niche and the post. And then people assume that they've been shadow banned. (laughs) And then everyone says they're shadow banned. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you there. Diana O'Daniels asks, how do you get over being nervous when you show up on your stories or on a live? Diana, the best advice that I can give you is with practice. I mean, I would love to tell you that, you know, I was never nervous, but everyone gets nervous. Everyone second guesses themselves. Here's some quick tips though, because I know for me to just say, just do it doesn't help you. Here's what I would tell you. Number one, don't look at your comments or turn your comments off. It's distracting. Then you're reading and then you're getting in your own head. Now you're worried about a troll. You're worried about what people think. Don't worry about who shows up. When you go live, just go live and talk as if you're filming a video, not as if you're waiting for people to show up. The number one mistake I see new people making is that they go live and then they're like, um, wow, so no one's, uh, let's see, I guess we'll wait a little bit. So we're going to wait and let's see if some people show up here. Huh. You guys ask me some questions. You know, it's just like, ah, you're so uncomfortable for them. No, just talk because people are going to watch your content in post, most likely anyways, we're going to get more people watching this after we're finished than we did when we were live anyways. That's number one. Number two, if you're really uncomfortable with your voice, just get over it. But everyone has a unique voice. That's what makes you stand out. If you really don't like your appearance, throw on a filter if you need to. But I say, just be you. Like Nobody likes a perfect person. 
Just do it. Brock, any advice to get over getting being nervous? What I would say is like definitely practice. So a lot of people will say like, I don't have very mm -hmm. many followers on TikTok. Or maybe if you're watching this right now, you don't even have a Snapchat. So imagine if you opened a Snapchat account and you just practiced by recording yourself on Snapchat or you practiced by posting on TikTok. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you don't have any followers, then this is the perfect opportunity to practice. Like it's a no pressure environment. If you don't have a lot of followers, you don't have a lot to lose because there's not a lot of people watching. So, you know, you want to start posting on your stories more on your Instagram, but like you're scared to practice on TikTok, practice on Snapchat, practice on YouTube, practice and eventually it will become much more comfortable. Remember that if you don't like the content, you can delete it. Also, remember that don't put too much thought into your stories. You're just documenting your day. It doesn't take hours. It's the easiest content to produce. You snap a quick photo of, like today I snapped a quick image while I was at the office of just who was there and wrote a little note on there. You can do a poll. The most important thing that you can do in your stories, listen closely, listen clearly, and make a note of this. The most important thing that you can do in your stories is talk to your audience. Ask them questions. Engage them in polls. Engage them in sliders. Ask them to vote yes or no. Ask them the, for lunch, should I have this or should I have that? Do you start your plate with greens or protein? Like involve your audience. We love to interact. We're just like children on an elevator who love to press buttons. Next question, Brock. How many followers should I set for myself to gain per day? I think that depends on how many you already have. It depends on how many times you're posting. Every account is different. I can tell you that I usually gain about 60 to 80 a day, but I also lose about 40 per day. So mm -hmm. know your account. Every account is different. It depends very much on the stage you are at. I think it's good to mm -hmm. generally shoot for the positive, to be in the positive, to be in the green, so to speak, to be in the black. But I think that depends on each and every individual account. And the less followers you have, the less you can probably expect to gain on a daily basis. I would actually say this, the more you're willing to do the work, the more time you put into it, the more followers you're going to gain. And I would love to tell you that there are shortcuts, but y'all, there are not. The shortcuts will land you in a probationary state with Instagram. The only shortcut is knowing which tactics and strategies are actually worth your time and which ones are a waste of time. That's the shortcut. But other than that, it does take real work. One of the best strategies for finding and growing your followers is doing it one person at a time. It's finding someone's account. It's liking a few of their posts. It's commenting something real, not like great pick and it's a video. You know what I mean? Like you're really like, hey, I see what you're saying here. I feel exactly the same way you do about fill in the blank and a, a meaningful comment. If you do that on a hundred people's accounts, you're likely going to get about 25 new followers. Now, how long will it take you to do that on 100 accounts? I know the answer because that's how I grew my account was by literally, and even to this day, if I have a post where I lose a bunch of followers from it, I know the best thing that I can do is find the people who are going to love that post, who are looking for that post because it's valuable to them. So I'll use that hashtag. I'll go in and I'll find people who've used that hashtag. I will look at their account. I will comment under an actual photo that I like and I agree with what they're saying. I'd say probably 25% of the time that person ends up following me. I didn't follow them. I just naturally engaged. That takes work and it takes time. You have to know what strategies are worth your time and which ones are a waste of time, which is why Brock and I are doing a five-day boot camp. It's not for everybody. If you are the kind of person who you just want to grow your account because it feels good to get a lot of likes, this probably is not for you. 
because we are going to give you tough love. We don't look at every person's account, but we do pull people up and use them as examples. We teach you how to make over your bio. We teach you how to evaluate which hashtags you should be using and then which strategies really do help with growth. You can sign up now. You just go to fivedaygrowth.com. Let's get to the next question. Next question is, is it best to block bots or fake accounts when they follow me? If they just follow you, I usually don't spend the time. I think that your time and energy can be better spent in other places doing exactly what you were just describing. I think it'd be much better off if you just engaged and spent that time that you would be spending combing through your followers to find bots and block them would be much better spent engaging with real people. I think it's way better if you do that. And then if a bot does comment or they comment like, hey, send me a DM to collab or they send you some random spam comment, don't delete Mm -hmm. the comment. Don't block the person. That's just free engagement. Engage back with them. Even if it's like a spammer, I usually respond something like sarcastic or random to them or I thank them for their spam comment. I thank them for helping me with the algorithm. Like that's a free comment. That's a free piece of engagement. So thank them for it. I have 12K followers, that's a lot. And I get one to two comments, it's embarrassing. What can I do to increase my comments? I know my followers are real, they're just not paying attention. Well, I would say you're probably having a monologue. Most often when I see this comment and then I go and look at your page, what I see is you're producing really great content, but you're not asking for a two-way conversation. End every post with a question. That's a really simple thing to do. You can start each post with a question. Ask your followers to weigh in, ask for their opinion, ask for their experiences, as opposed to just being, you know, a talking head authority. That's one really simple way to do it. The next most important way to do that is by engaging with your followers. Like if there's people who are following you and you know that they are your ideal customers, show up on their page. So many people who are on here right now, I see your names because we talk in the DMs all the time. We talk in my comments underneath my posts. I know you because we talk. It's a conversation. I'm not just like waiting for you to show up and, you know, make a comment. Yeah. I would also say that a lot of people are trying to ask the questions. Like they've heard us say this before. They're trying to ask questions, but their questions are like, comment a thumbs up if you want me to DM you about joining my team. Or they're asking you to comment something that's very complex, like comment your biggest fear that you're currently experiencing about the future of your relationships. (laughs) Like it's things that like, don't ask people to comment things that you know that they're not going to share. Comment things that are easier to engage with and then also engage with them via stories. I think it's another great way. If you don't have anyone engaging with your posts, then start letting them practice engaging with you by just, you know, sharing some stories where they can engage. There's so many easy ways to engage with stories, those little stickers and the polls and the quizzes. Allow them to engage that way first and then they'll start engaging with your feed later. Brock, I think we should probably both answer this one. It is, Erica says, she's heard us say that when you're looking at vanity metrics, instead of looking at likes, one of the things that Instagram highly values, the algorithm that is, is when you post and right away people start saving that post. So how is it you get people to save your post? And is it in fact true that Instagram values a save over a like. Yeah. So Instagram absolutely does value a save over a like. The two biggest keys to get people to save your post is number one, when you're creating your post, when you're writing your caption, editing your photo, be thinking about, is this post save worthy? 
Like, is this the type of thing that someone is going to want to come back to? If it's just a photo right. of you with your partner, like it might look great, but why would someone want to come back to that and revisit it in the future? So let's talk about the type of posts that people will come back to save. I know for me personally, I'm going to save a recipe. I'm going to save a workout. I'm going to save a caption that really was what I needed to read in that moment. I'm going to save a post where it's like, oh, I've always wanted to know how to DIY that. I'm going to save a post if it shows me how to do something, if it's teaching me something, if it's something that I want to refer back to. So I don't tell people on every single post, oh, be sure to save this. But if it's something I know people may need to refer back to in the future, you've got to remind people to save because if you don't... Mm -hmm. They won't. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. So it's something that's educational or inspirational. And I think that's a huge key point that you just made, which is that it's not every single post. Like if I'm posting a picture like of Taylor and I, like I'm not going to say save this post because there's no reason for them to save it. If there's a post that I know they're already really likely to save, that is when I will make sure to add the call to action, which is a huge key point add the call to action and say, save this post. You can even draw a little arrow to the bookmark button and say, hit the bookmark button to save this post for later, but only do it when you know it's something that's save worthy. Richard Gerliak, sorry if I mispronounced your last name. Richard says, how do I know what the correct hashtags are? I'm part of MIA, but I struggle with my Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. So I think that we talked a little bit about this earlier, Richard, but using the correct hashtags is something that you have to be constantly analyzing. Like this is the researcher part of Instagram. This is where you have to get into the stats and the insights and know your numbers and be trying out different lists, different groups of hashtags, different kinds of hashtags to really figure out which ones are best for you. And you have to be constantly changing up the hashtags you're using. If you're using the same mm -hmm. ones over and over again and they're not performing well, then try taking one out and adding another. Try taking out a couple and adding a different few. Like it really takes research to hone in and find what your perfect list of hashtags are. Yeah, for those of you who are going to be doing our five-day growth bootcamp, we're gonna put everybody in one Facebook group. You're going to freaking love this because everybody shares what's working for them in terms of hashtags. It's just great to have people who are like in so many different industries and you get ideas that sometimes you're just too close to it to figure it out yourself. So I hope that you guys are pretty excited about that. We are. Oh, I love this question. Let's take it. Everyone's claiming to be an Instagram expert. You know, who should we believe? Everyone has different opinions. I'll go first. First of all, I think there are people, frankly, who can teach Instagram who may have a very small following. But I would then need to know, I would want to check into their credentials and find out how many hundreds or thousands of other people have they helped to grow from zero. It's really easy to look at my account and go, well, yeah, duh, of course you have, you know, over half a million followers. You know, you've got a, an infomercial that's on TV. Like, of course you would. Yeah, I agree. I would agree that that doesn't prove that I can help you build followers. But we've built thousands and thousands of our customers' followings from zero to half a million. Like, I got an, a DM yesterday from a gal who literally started at 200 followers and now she has almost a half a million followers. And she's a fitness professional, fitness professional who's posting really cute content with her kids. And she just says, I've just followed every single strategy that I've learned from you. And so I think it depends. Like, number one, you want to say, you want to ask yourself, do I connect with the way this person teaches? 
is the way they are building a business, is that the kind of business I want to build? And do they have the receipts? Can they prove that they've been able to do it not just for themselves, but a lot of other people? Mm -hmm. I would also add what I would say is very similar to you. Like people can look at my account and say, okay, cool. He's got 50,000 followers, but that proves nothing because his mom's got half a million. So like, cool, he's got a 10th of the followers that his mom has. So that's not credibility as it is to be an Instagram teacher. But what I think does qualify us is like you just said, the amount of people, the amount of growth that we have helped, the amount of entrepreneurs, business owners, Instagram accounts that we have grown that aren't related to ours at all. And mm -hmm. also the amount of research and data that we actually collect. True, our case studies. Like our actual case studies of entrepreneurs who are in the Marketing Impact Academy, people we survey, people we poll. Like I think a lot of Instagram experts in air quotes are regurgitating what other people are saying. It's just kind of like, we're mm -hmm. all kind of consuming yeah. each yes. other stuff and just like spitting it right back out. What happens if you find out that a hashtag was been banned? It doesn't mean you've been banned. So that just, if a hashtag gets banned, that just means if you use that hashtag, it's a wasted hashtag. Nothing's going to happen to you. So if I use the hashtag, whatever, like let's say I use an inappropriate hashtag that's been banned, then and I can use 28, then I might show up under 27 of the other hashtags. But the one that I just used, it just doesn't show up. Nothing's going to happen to you. You're not going to get banned. Correct? Correct. Oh, here's a good one. How long should a live be? There's actually, there's multiple parts to this. So let me kind of go down the different schools of thought with how long your live should be. Okay. I think we're going to disagree, but go ahead. Okay. I have a few different thoughts. The ideal length for an IGTV, I say is- No, a, no, no, no. They no, said no, a live. I know, I know, but hold on. We'll get there. The ideal length for an IGTV is about four minutes long. So if you're going to take a live and just immediately upload it as an IGTV, then that's a good length time to shoot for. And that's because that's how long people watch for. But the bottom line is that Instagram wants you to keep your followers on Instagram for as long as possible. Time on platform. So if you go live for seven hours, and you have a bunch and you have like hundreds of people, thousands of people who are engaged and watching for that long. That's flipping awesome. So the answer to this question is your live should be as long as you can hold your audience's attention for. Mm -hmm. Hey, I saw a strategy. I started following this gal about three weeks ago and I'm watching her. This is for everybody. I'm not telling you this is a case study. This is me just watching one person. And I've watched her followership go up at a minimum 2K per week. Now here's what she's doing. She's going live four or five times a day. And she's interesting. She's hella interesting. I'm like, oh, 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 this is like a reality TV show. So I don't think everybody can do this. I do not. But I think there are some of you out there that like you are really funny or you're interesting or you want your own reality TV show. She's going live for like five, 10 minutes. She's not going live. And she's not even talking to the camera. A lot of times she just sets the camera up in the corner and like there's chaos going on at her house or she's out to dinner with a bunch of very interesting people or she's at on vacation. Like it's fascinating. I'm not going to tell you who it is, I, but I will um, say, I will say that it's amazing. I will say that in September, I went live probably 75% of the days. Like I challenged myself to go live every day. It wasn't quite every uh -huh. day, but it was a lot of the days I'd have people on interview them. Sometimes I would just randomly talk while I was making dinner. Sometimes I would do a mm -hmm. super informational educational live, but I grew a ton. Like I reached a ton of new followers and really grew my following a lot over the month of September. Hmm. So I think that's very interesting. Brock, have you ever gone live more than once in a day? Yes, I have. 
Mm. And have you ever tried that strategy going live like multiple times a day? I haven't tried that strategy. That's really interesting. We need to do that because we need to test it for people. So here's something that I think most other people who teach Instagram don't have. We have over 6,000 Marketing Impact Academy members. We pull them constantly. They give us case studies. So when we will tell you like, okay, so right now our data shows, because we do this once a quarter, our data shows that the best place to put a hashtag is here. It isn't based on us watching some other 19-year-old's YouTube video who said you're supposed to do that. It's we're using the case studies that are reported to us from actual entrepreneurs, solopreneurs who are using Instagram to grow their business. And sometimes we're using it directly from Instagram. So we've got some really great friends over at Instagram because we do a lot of advertising. And so because of that, I think they tend to answer questions for us and we ask a lot of questions. So it's never our opinion and it often changes. So people will say, hey, I thought you said do blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, yeah, but it literally can change every other week. For example, the last time we taught this five-day growth boot camp, there are a lot of things that we taught you then, which not a lot, but I mean, there's a fair number of things that have changed since then. And we're going to update people. So if you already have done the boot camp with us once before, hello, it's under 30 bucks for five days of this. If you've got enough value in this today that was worth more than $30, what are you waiting for? You know, you got to invest in your business. You got to invest in experts who are going to save you time and money by giving you the strategies that actually work. I mean, last time we did our Instagram growth bootcamp, Reels didn't even exist yet. Reels it came didn't? out like, no, it came out like three weeks later. Reels wasn't oh, even wow. a thing last time we did our growth bootcamp. So like that in and of itself is a huge chunk that we need to talk about and that we will be talking about. Okay, so let me ask a few more questions here and then we'll end it. How do you know? if your content is the problem? Hmm. I think that's a great question. I think that if you have followers, like the person who said earlier that they have 12,000 real followers, they know they're real, but they're getting zero engagement, zero likes, you're using hashtags that you know, you've researched, you know that they work, you're writing great captions, and there's just absolute crickets across everywhere on your account, then you know that it's your content. Yeah. I would say that's a really good point, Brock. You've got to go through the checklist first. And that's what we're going to do on day one is help you understand like what that checklist is because you've got to fix your name. You've got to fix your hashtags. You've got to fix your bio. You've got to fix the actual type of content that you're posting and where you're posting. Once you have those things in place, then you can say, okay, so what's the problem? Because if you're not doing all of those things, you might be posting great content, but it's the name that you're using on your account, or it's the media that you're posting, or it's where you're posting, or it's the time of day that you're posting. So we're going to go through all like the really simple like checklist first, so you can get all of those things in order. Then we'll figure out maybe you need to improve the type of content you're posting. Yeah. I got a comment from someone today who said, Hey, can you check out my account? I'm doing everything right, but it's just not growing. And I went to their account and immediately found out that not quite everything was being done right. So a lot of people might think yeah. they're doing everything right, but they're not. I got a question from Flea Market Flipper. It's a great account. And they said, is it better mm -hmm. to create reels and then post them on TikTok or create them on TikTok and then post them to reels? I think it's best right now, just in terms of like saving yourself time, which is a huge part of it. And another huge reason why, like, I think that you and I something that we can really offer is that we want to save entrepreneurs time. Like you don't want to spend hours and hours and hours wasting your time with these strategies. So what I would recommend is create it on Instagram 
because then you can save it and post it onto TikTok without having that watermark on it. Unfortunately, when you post a TikTok right now, you get the little TikTok logo and you get like the names up in the corners and I don't think it looks as good on Reels. What do you think? What, do I look like I know something? If you know how to do a screen record, another thing that you can do is create, if you're more comfortable, and I do think there are some more fun features on TikTok. If you're more comfortable creating your content on TikTok, when you've finished creating your, whatever you call it, your TikTok, before you post it, while it's still in the draft phase, you just screen record it. Then you're capturing it without the watermark, et cetera. Then you could post it to TikTok. Then you can upload it to Instagram. And the reason why I suggest that, Brock, is because on, and I don't want this to turn into like a whole TikTok thing, but on TikTok, the music that you use and not just the music, but the particular version of the music mm-hmm. is going to determine whether that video is going to get traction or not. On Instagram Reels at the moment, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter at the moment. This could all change. And that's why Brock and I love doing these trainings because it does change all the time. And we love, we geek out on this stuff. I mean, how many times have we talk today just about Instagram? Four or five times? Today alone. Yeah. I mean, we geek out on this stuff and it's just nice to have somebody other than him to talk to the stuff about. And that's what we're going to do. So the boot camp you can sign up for it now. But if you enjoyed this, this is what we're going to do every day for 5 days. If you can't be on with us live, you'll be able to watch the replay. We also because it's on Zoom, we pull up people's accounts, we break them down, we show you how to recreate your bio, we show you before and afters of what photo you should choose for your profile pic, we show you examples of great names for accounts and names that are not going to help you. We show you how to drive new followers from Instagram onto your site so they become customers. We teach you exactly how to figure out which hashtags you need and how to create those that checklist of five things that you need to make sure you have in place before you can even ask yourself, is it my content? And we want you guys to be a part of it. So you can join us by going to five, the number five, daygrowth.com. You can actually sign up today. Now, here's the last thing I want to say. If you wait to sign up, and I'm not just saying this, but like if you sign up early, we're giving you a really cool gift that we can't even talk about right now. If you sign up early, we're going to give you a a really cool gift that has a value greater than even what you're going to pay for the five days of training with us. It's five days. We'll go live every day at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll be together. I'm flying to Seattle so we can do this together. And if you're on the wait list, go back to the page now because it's open. You should have got an email that says you can sign up now. And when you sign up early, like right now, if you sign up today, we're going to give you, I guess we could probably tell them. Go ahead. Okay. If you sign up today, we'll give you a free month of training on Instagram in our private club. Well, it's Brock's private club called Insta Club Hub. And I'm one of the professors inside of Insta Club Hub. And we'll give you that for free. But you have to sign up ASAP. So yeah. but you got to sign up. Hurry, 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 hurry. Fivedaygrowth.com. A lot of people are missing that last Five word. Fivedaygrowth. Growth. So Brock, anything, anything else you wanted to add about Instagram or the training we're going to be doing? You know what you said earlier is absolutely true. The work that you put in, you know, what you put in, you get out when it comes to Instagram. But unfortunately, a lot of us are wasting our time working on things that aren't really going to do all that much for our Instagram because some random Instagram expert on some random YouTube video said that it would work because he heard it from some other Instagram expert on some other YouTube video. 
So I'm excited. It's going to be really, really fun. I'm glad that you're going to be here live so we can do it in person. That way we don't have to worry about technical difficulties and we have a a fun time jamming out together. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, people ask, who will this help for? Like, is this for anyone? Do you have to be in network marketing? Do you have to be in sales? Do you have to have digital product? No, this works for anyone who's trying to grow their account. Now, to be very transparent, we definitely speak directly to those of you who are trying to monetize. You're trying to, you know, connect with people who can become your customers. So if you're just trying to grow because you want to be, I don't know, more popular or have some clout, you know, you'll learn how to do that. But we definitely speak to the entrepreneur because we know the whole point of being an entrepreneur is you don't want to be tied to your phone. You don't want to live your life like, and so many of y'all are wasting a boatload of time right now on Instagram because you're doing the wrong thing. And you're spending so much time creating these like amazing posts and they're getting crickets. It's almost hurting your brand. And we want to help you avoid doing that because it doesn't have to be that way. It's just, that's just what we do. And so we'll share those strategies with you and it works regardless of the industry. Yeah. Fun stuff. Thanks for being here, you guys. Love you.